Okay, so Chiba yeah. is weed. Yeah. Changing it to Chibo, somehow yeah. the O means cheese too? Yeah. Because it's like a Cheeto? O is for cow like moo. Okay. Welcome <laughs> to Dunstan Checks, man. Um, this is the show where we watch the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In minute by minute, and we pair each of those minutes with a feature film. I'm Emily Monkeytown. I'm Lord Andrew Rutledge, and we're going to talk about Minute 25 today. And Looney Tunes back in action. Yeah. <laughs> you seem dismayed. You did this to me. Yeah, I did. I I wouldn't have vetoed this one, but oh, I know you wouldn't have. This is the didn't. closest. Really? That you've come so far. Uh, that's surprising to me. You hate this movie. It's not pleasurable. Why? It's not fun. We'll get into it. I hadn't seen it until good. now. Oh no. I kind of liked it. Okay, we'll get into it whenever, <laughs> whenever the hell you think it fits in here. Well, I mean, this is kind of one of those ones that I feel is sort of fits the general vibe of the minute. Oh, well, whenever you want to talk about it. Well, let's talk about it now, then. <clears throat> okay. Let's start with Looney Tunes back in action. Where the reason why I picked did it this come out? Nah, two thousand two or three. Okay. I think it was three after Scoop after the live action Scooby Doo movie for sure, but before the sequel, and also it was right after that, Finding Nemo. That was Nemo. fucking funny. That was good. That was good, but the Nemo joke was stupid. I liked the Nemo joke. Here's what I'm gonna say: I like it when the Looney Tunes are topical. <laughs> what did you think of the? that I think it's the fun. Batman sequence though. I enjoyed that as well. Mm. I thought that was good. I like it. You know, you know, if we can get into like. The iconic characters of a company, right? Sure. Bugs and Daffy. Yeah. They're like, you know, they're like the Mickey and Donald. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? You have a rodent and a duck. That's how you, that's how you live. Is rats rodents? I'm... Wait, rats is not the word I meant to say. Is rabbits rodents? See, they're so close, you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> is rabbits rodents? Yeah, rabbits are rodents. Are they? I'm fairly certain they I are. I thought they were. Marsupials. Nope. They don't have pouches or the other thing. Um, I thought they were mammals. Mm, I mean, mammals can be rodents. Rodents are mammals. Yeah. I'm going to look this up. I don't know. I don't think I believe you. Well, I'm just stating facts. That's all I do all day I long. Know. I don't know. I'm Never looking wrong in my life. Rabbits are small mammals in the family Leporidea. Uh, here in Pika. I'm not seeing the word rodent in here. Mm, I think of them as rodents. Well, that's because you think about <laughs> them as rodents. does not mean they are. Uh, I think rodents is a smaller family group than people think they are. Agree. Okay. And I don't think it includes rabbits. Yeah, I, I think it's probably just rats. I don't <laughs> even think mice are rodents. What about uh, gerbils, um, hamsters? What about a vole? Excuse me. A vole. Excuse. Me. A vole. I was gonna say, what about a ferret? I don't even know what a vole is. A vole. Are you are you trying to say mole? But you no, have a, you're doing an accent. This is a new character. A vole. Oh my god, is this some rat? Hey, don't react like that. Voles are cute. It, that first picture was like curled up all scary. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, okay. Uh, some, okay. The, what's the problem? Google just wanted me to type in rabbi vole. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, what? I'm going to Google rabbits is rodent? Question mark. Yeah, that's a very good thing to Google. Um. Incidentally, the rodentia does not include rabbits. Rabbits differ from rodents in having an extra pair of incisors and other skeletal features. All right. Fine, then. 
Anyway. So yeah. What you, I'm saying is you get these two together, it's magic. Is that what you're trying to say? No, what I'm saying is I think Bugs Bunny specifically is a lot better than Mickey Mouse. Okay. And one of the things that I think makes Bugs better is that he does make topical reference. I like it when my cartoons are dated. I like to be watching a movie and know, hey, this is some early two thousand shit. Yeah. I wanna see Bugs comment on Nemo. I wanna see fucking Scooby Doo get involved. All right. <laughs> uh, I mean, did you read the, the joke in question is uh, Bugs Bunny is fishing and he says, hey, I found Nemo. Well, and the, the reason for him fishing is so th- paper thin. The car gets flooded. Yeah. You know, in a goof, car gets flooded with the warm bugs. Water <laughs> it's tower. like the only scene where they have water. So they put in that joke there. I thought it was. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say to you in defense of that joke. Mm-hmm. If he didn't say that line, I think him like him fishing when the ta- car because the car got flooded from the water tower, that would be a joke they would put in regardless. That mm. feels very Bugs Bunny to me. Maybe so. This is just a little added sauce on that. Mm-hmm. The 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 I like the Scooby Doo moment. Good. Yeah. The moment we're talking about is uh the so this this is sort of set in a Roger Rabbit esque world where yes. cartoon and human live uh, hand in hand. I guess. Um, and what we're seeing is the cartoon Shaggy and Scooby having lunch at a fancy Hollywood spot with Matthew Lillard, mm-hmm. who portrayed Shaggy in the live-action film. Yeah. And uh, I believe what Shaggy says to him is, you made me look like a total space cadet, man. Yeah. That's good stuff. And Matthew Lillard says, I was just trying to stay true to the character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he says, well, you better not do that in the sequel. And then Scooby growls at him and shows teeth that Scooby have, has never had. Yeah, sharp, Scooby is threatening in this Sharp, moment. scary teeth. Yeah. The, the interesting thing there that I read was, um, so Joe Dante directed this. Yeah. Um, and people always say that he directed it as a tribute to, um, oh my God, what was his name? I just forgot. Pill, pill, pill. No, he was a real. He was a really good animator who. Yeah, liked, you're talking about Crambin Harvin. I want to say Chuck Jones, but it's not Chuck Jones. Tex Avery. It's, it's either Ch- Chuck Jones or Tex Avery who had just passed, mm. and they wanted to make this kind of movie for a while, a kind of a sequel to Space Jam. Yeah. And so Joe Dante was apparently good friends with that animator and said, "I will do it. Yeah. I will take the reins on this." But then, of course, this is one of those ones where the studio had full control. I, Joe yeah, Dante couldn't pull I, I off saw, anything he wanted to pull when off. When I was looking for something I could, uh, I was looking for some place to watch this movie. I happened mm-hmm. upon on Daily Motion, someone had uploaded. Here's what it said: It said Looney Tunes back in action, director's cut, half one, mm-hmm. half one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not a way that's abbreviated usually. And there was no half two, so I didn't watch this version. But I read in the video description, this was some some Daily Motion user. It was their personal attempt. To create oh what they feel was Joe Dante's original vision, so they included some deleted scenes mm. and uh, they mixed like the. I guess there's a final cut. Maybe by the time it came out on DVD, the cut was a little different. I don't know. Mm. Um, uh, but the, but the idea but this was alluded to the fact that Joe Dante's <laughs> Joe Dante, yeah. his vision was not fully realized. Um, but he actually wanted more characters from other companies in those kinds of scenes yeah because uh, specifically scooby-doo is from hanna-barbera not from warner brothers yeah. so he wanted other even more mm-hmm. of those types of things because he wanted to flesh out this world yeah of you know cartoon characters living alongside human characters yeah and the studio was like no you just you get this one this, I thought, is, I mean, this I, is the one I, you get i thought it, i still thought it was good yeah um i had I, never seen this film before but you had yeah i had is you know, I would never. Oh, we said have watched that on air, again. didn't we? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm curious now. So you picked it without having watched it. Yeah. And and you say that it kind of 
your idea of this film matched the tone well, here's of what this I, minute. What I believed about this film. Okay. And I still think it does kind of fit the tone of this minute. I, mean, I guess. Zany. Uh-huh. I knew it was going to be a zany movie. Uh-huh. And that some sort of jewel stealing was involved. Oh, yeah. I get, I get. That's such a weird thing in the plot that I don't even think about that. But it's in the plot. Yeah. And that's what Dunson is doing here. Yeah. Zany, he, zany stealing jewels. Hey. That's a connection. I mean, in this minute, we see him steal specifically a watch. Yeah. But um, as, but as uh, as Lord Rutledge reminds him, jewels, not junk. Yeah. Uh, it's just this. <sighs> I'm very. I'm. I, I'm trying to understand why you hate it so much. Because I mean, don't get me wrong. I could see not liking it. Uh-huh. But like, you hate it in a way that. Do you hate Space Jam like this? No, I like. I don't Space think this movie is Jam. significantly worse than Space Jam. See, that's the thing. Joe Dante has gone on record to say at least he made something better than Space Jam. I don't agree that it's better than Space Jam. I, yeah, I so, think Space Jam is better, but I still like this movie. I also found. A rev- I don't think it's significantly worse than Space Jam. I found a reviewer at the time who says this is like one of the best movies of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I might agree with that. And was he, it two thousand two? Come on, what the, else? It was 2003. It was like, uh, and it, one of his quotes is, "The you will be thinking about the sequence at the Louvre for weeks. And I, when I read that, I went, I don't even remember what happened at the Louvre. Like, yeah. that, that's such an absurd statement to me yeah. that I couldn't even, I... I just do not enjoy this movie. I like Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser is great. I think, I he's, think it's funny that he's playing his own stuntman. Yeah. Well, and, and then, that he also plays himself as sort of like a douchebag version of himself. That's great. Well, the craziest thing is when this movie gets to the end, the characters all say, oh, well, now what? And then the movie ends like they were the whole time they were making a movie. Yeah. There's well, the whole time. So the meta commentary it's revealed, is too meta. It's revealed that Bugs was because that uh, Bugs sort of was conning Daphne. Daphne yeah. Not Daphne. I've been watching Frasier. Sorry, everybody. Uh-huh. Um, conning Daphne. I almost said Daphne again. Jesus. Well, Daphne is also a Scooby-Doo character. So. Oh, God. Um, so Daphne, he's out. He's sick of getting his head blown off. So he's yeah. going to leave. Um, but Bugs is trying to get him to be in there in a new movie with him. And what is revealed is that this whole thing was just a con to get Daffy to be in a movie with Bugs. That's just, that's, t- I'm tired. Like, that's that, fun. That's that good made stuff. me so tired. I enjoyed that. Another gag that I did like was, um, the Warner brothers. Yeah. That was too funny. I, you know, who's <laughs> off the fucking rails with a bizarre performance in this film. Oh, Timothy Dalton. Well, no, Steve Martin. That, well, yeah, Steve Martin. I don't know what <laughs> he's. The, what the fuck is he doing here? He's. I don't. I want to say he's doing a character, but I can't understand it. It's a, you know you know who you reminded me of in a weird way. Who? Martin Short. This seems like a Martin. This seems like something yeah. Martin Short would do. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I just. That was really or, strange you know to what? me. It seems like it's the Steve Martin character who in the film is like the head of Acme, the evil head of Acme. Uh huh. Um. It, he seemed to, he still that that character seemed to have been borrowed from the Master of Disguise universe. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Yes. <laughs> they, they said, Steve, do you, we need you to do a character, and he said, well, "I was hanging out with my friend Dana Carvey." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this one didn't make it into his movie, but maybe yeah. mine. You ever think about how it's weird that Steve Martin was never a, the cast of SNL, but he hosted enough times that there were best of Steve Martin SNL DVDs? Oh God. No, I never realized that. Alec Baldwin too. Well, that one I knew about. The um, yeah, I the Timothy Dalton thing is so weird to me. I, I'll tell you, I didn't know Timothy Dalton was in this movie until yeah. I was watching it, mm. and I I was pleasantly surprised for us to be covering another Timothy Dalton movie on this podcast. I like that Timothy Dalton has sort of 
found a way to show up a lot for this podcast. What was the other one? We... Mutation and the Beast. Come on. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but he'll be coming back oh. in a future. Oh, that's right. He will. <laughs> <laughs> much, much love to Timothy Dalton on this podcast. Yeah. I just think it's so crazy. He's essentially doing James his Bond. James Bond. Yeah. Uh, and then his son is Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Which is, that's bizarre. I buy it. Well, I mean, it's, and then his son is a security guard who wants to be a stuntman. Yes. And he's so good at being a stuntman that he can just stumble into stunts. Yes. Uh, unless, I mean, I guess we we have to believe that the movie is all f- false or whatever. Yeah, that's true. God, I can't, it, I can't, I don't know how to interact with this movie. Then we have the alien part. Yeah. Aliens. <laughs> well, hey, Marvin the Martian's an alien. He's in the mix. Well, yeah, that's obviously why they wanted to, they had to get him in there. Yeah. Uh, and I like that effort, but yeah. I don't know. It just, uh, uh, what is this movie? You know what I found confusing about the movie? Oh, okay. So Elmer Fudd shows up. He's going to shoot Bugs in the head or whatever, but this yes. time for real. Yeah. And Bugs is like, hey, we just made a picture together. I thought we were friends. And then uh, Elmer Fudd says, eh, it turns out I'm secretly evil. Uh-huh. Now that moment suggests that there's some sort of brain chip or something that was activated that turned all these villain characters into actual villains. The movie... <laughs> And maybe this is uh, maybe this is foreshadowing the twist at the end, uh-huh. but the movie seems to have trouble keeping it straight whether these characters are supposed to be actors or whether they're just those characters. Like, is Elmer Fudd mm. an actor who appears in a movie, or is he a guy who likes to hunt and shoot rabbits? The movie doesn't really have a clear idea. Of, Yosemite Sam is also especially confusing. Well, Yosemite Sam <laughs> owns a casino in Las Vegas. Yes. Which is partially run by Foghorn Leghorn. That makes sense to me. That makes lot, sense to me. A lot of that tracks. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I think the biggest problem for me is is when you do. I mean, as you why, said, why is he helping Acme? Why Why is he like Acme's? Because head he's a villain man. in the in the exactly. in the canon, yeah. so he must be a villain in real life. Yeah, that's how they play it. <laughs> that's how. I mean, that I did find confusing. I, that was perhaps the least confusing part for me. <laughs> when a cartoon character shows up, I know immediately if they're a hero or villain. Sure. I mean, I love... Oh, that's another thing. I actually really, really enjoyed when they're in space having to deal with the satellite dish that they're going to turn the world into monkeys or something. Sure. And Daffy Duck well, that's is like... Also, I will say something else I appreciate about this movie with strong anti-capitalist themes. Sure. Because <laughs> the whole thing is a big corporation, is, which is, you know, Acme Corporation wasn't necessarily coded as evil in the cartoons ever. Mm. But here, their whole deal is that they're going to turn people into monkeys so that the monkeys can make the product. And then they're going to turn them back into people so that people can buy the product. Yeah. I think- you know, that's... <laughs> That's what corporations do. That's what capitalism is. I'd say the 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 it's never that Acme was evil in the cartoons, but they never did work for Wile E. Coyote. So That's I think true. It was implied that they're shoddy. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> and perhaps on purpose. But wasn't was was there ever a suggestion like if if somehow Roadrunner got his hands on one of uh, like took was there ever a thing where like Roadrunner was using an Acme product and it worked for for Roadrunner? Sometimes, kind of. Yeah. That, that would happen a lot with the um, when he'd paint on the wall. Roadrunner to get inside the wall, he couldn't. Sure. Was the? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just like Roadrunner has magic. I didn't. Was the? Was it paint that was supposed to work that way? Is that the? Is that the implication? No, the paint was supposed to trick the Roadrunner, and exactly. somehow. It didn't. Tr- Do you see? I'm saying that I'm saying, I'm saying the paint a, failed. That's not a fail. No, the paint didn't fail. <laughs> but it worked on the coyote. <laughs> That's not a failure of the paint, though. <laughs> the paint was supposed to trick him, and instead he walked right through. 
No, what I want to say is a part that I really did enjoy, actually, oh, is when Daffy Duck decides... Imagine uh, someone walking into Home Depot trying to return some paint. <laughs> someone walked right through my wall with this stuff. Yeah. I tried to follow him. I broke my nose. <laughs> yeah. When Daffy Duck is in space and he realizes he must turn into Duck Dodgers of the 24th and a half century. Yeah. I'm like, that's great. Because he knows he has that in his like repertoire of yeah. personas. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I have to do that now well, because says, oh, I'm in I space. Am. Well, that's a great moment where he says, I need Duck Dodgers. Wait, I am Duck Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. See, there's good stuff in this movie. <laughs> Some. The, the other weird thing, though, is I, 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 I didn't find anything about this online. I was a little intrigued by I don't know if you're familiar with. There's a point in the cartoons where the Wiley Coyote, they allowed him to speak. He didn't just hold up signs anymore. What do you mean? In the act, in the old. Cart- what I had heard was there's always there was famously like one cartoon where they did that and they, it didn't air. No, it was several. In You're my saying memory. There was, oh, interesting. Yeah, and he would. Maybe he, I'm confusing that for the one where uh, the one cartoon where Wiley Coyote catches Roadrunner, but it's a scenario where he's like tiny somehow, so he's just holding onto Roadrunner's <laughs> leg while Roadrunner's running, and he holds up a sign that says, "What do I do now?" <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. I yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, and so I, I thought it was interesting that this film specifically chose to make him the non-speaking Wiley Coyote. There's a fun bit where he's talking over the phone with signs. Yes. That's fucking funny. That, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. funny. That's a good joke. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, you know what part really uh, made me mad? What's that? So when they're in the jungle. Yeah. So this movie, in my memory, it took place in Vegas. Yeah. Then I watch it and I go, oh, right, they go all around the fucking world and it doesn't make any sense. It's globetrotting. Uh so they're in the jungle. They yeah. get they get the jewel, mm-hmm. uh, and then shows up. Um, is it he first? He's the first. They're disguised as Granny and Tweety Bird. Correct. But then well, it's revealed, Granny and Sylvester. Right, and then it's revealed to be uh, Mr. Chairman, the Steve Martin character. Well, and there's some layers to that reveal. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's revealed to be the Chairman and and his henchman. Yeah, which is some wrestler, right? Uh, yeah, it's Goldberg. Yeah, and so then. Steve Martin reveals he's wearing another suit and underneath is uh, Timothy Dalton. Yes. And some, I think it's Daffy Duck says, I called it. And I think that's like a weird, obvious reveal that your, that your dad is the villain. Like that's in so many fucking movies since star Wars. Yeah. And then, then he goes on to remove the zipper again and he's uh, Michael Jordan. I thought Michael Jordan was first. I, Michael Jordan was right before he turned back into Steve Martin. I remember. Okay, yeah. Um, and he it's not even... They didn't even get new footage. Like, this is footage from Space Jam. <laughs> says, let's where, run some drills. Yeah, and then and then it cuts to, like, Daffy and Bugs going, huh? Yeah. And then it, like, cuts back, and then... The arms aren't even moving on the Michael, yeah. Michael Jordan. <laughs> it is just a hand comes out of nowhere to unzip, and it's Steve Martin again. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, okay, I, I was fucking fooling around a lot. Yeah. And then... As the scene goes on, then Tweety Bird is revealed to be Taz, the sure. Tasmanian Devil. Let me ask him. Let's talk. Let's then... talk let's, no, stop. Dead stop. Let's talk there's about one Taz. More zipper. Let's talk about Taz. All right. So there's a moment. So Taz, there's a moment where Taz is like unveiled as one of the henchmen, right? Yeah. And Taz is referred to, referred, referred okay. to as stupid. Sure. Did, would Before this, before them calling him stupid, would, did you think of Taz as a stupid character? I, he's a mindless eater. I always thought of Taz as just determined, not stupid. <laughs> I mean, he's determined to eat everything. I never read Taz as stupid. I, I just read him as, as you know, you, someone who's on a mission is going to do it. Were you familiar with the Taz the Tasmanian Devil cartoon series that was separate 
continuity? I mostly know Taz from t-shirts, if I'm being honest. Okay, yeah. Because I remember there was a cartoon series where he had like a family and plot lines. Excuse me? It was like a sitcom, but with Taz. Interesting. And uh, that I believe most people consider that uh, separate from the Looney Tunes They don't canon. consider that canon. <laughs> yeah, this is another case where they made the character talk more and uh, people don't recognize it. Interesting. Uh, but I, I was pretty certain it was a different company entirely that made that. And I was wondering if that was that was in your brain as, as Taz is not stupid. Because in, in the appearances that I can think of that are like core Looney Tunes appearances, he he is just set upon an area to eat. Or well, someone's yeah, doing he a jungle expedition he, he and he shows up. He doesn't talk, you know. So why do we... Why Just because someone doesn't talk, we assume they're stupid? I don't know. I feel like there had to have been a bit once where like Taz... Not in that cartoon where Taz like talks and surprises everybody because he's mm. smart i don't think so. for some reason i'm seeing taz in like a graduation hat right now i have an image in my that's, head look that's a t-shirt taz. you're thinking of a t-shirt you're thinking no, are, of those, a t- are those t-shirts canon no okay <laughs> uh but then taz yeah. uh goes up to the henchman yeah he unzips and there's a f- female Tasmanian devil. Oh, yeah. This part was buck wild. <laughs> and then the female Tasmanian devil gets married to Taz and they go <laughs> yeah. away happy together. This part was wild. Was that the henchman all along? What, do we see the henchman again after that point? I don't know. I don't think the movie knows. <laughs> that rule. That was cool. <laughs> like, they have a point where they're getting married and they're just both, like, talking gibberish. But, like, she's a little more high-fetched. That was cool. I like that. <laughs> It's a good movie. This movie's stupid. There's then, definitely a transphobic line right at the beginning, but other than that, it's a good movie. I, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's peppered throughout. <laughs> uh, uh, I do think t- Bugs, he does at one point make a good defense of himself cross-dressing. Sure. Which which is something that I, I've always thought they removed from the more recent cartoons for some stupid-ass reason. Well, I mean, I think they removed it. I, I, listen, I, I don't have a problem with Bugs cross-dressing. I don't oh. think there's anything wrong with that. Um, there's a moment where he does it early in the film, and uh, Jenna Elfman's character yeah. says... Uh, Who we haven't even talked about yet. Yeah. She says, cross-dressing in the 50s, funny, cross-dressing now, weird. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, hey, fuck you. Let Bugs do what Bugs wants. Well, especially, uh, he specifically says in, in his films, he is the female lead, yeah. which is that there are several cartoons where he seduces Elmer Fudd, yeah. which is very funny. Yeah, it is very know, funny. It's like very good. Like this is, but then, okay, that's the other, well, I mean, I guess that all plays to the fact that in the end you find out it was a movie within a movie. Yeah. The way that it begins, Bugs and Daffy and Elmer are making a film. Yeah. And it's their classic duck season, rabbit season yeah. cartoon. Yeah. Which exists already. Yeah. So it's like, are they remaking it? Does well, it not this, exist maybe yet? Maybe in this universe it doesn't exist yet. I guess. But then again, this it's a movie within a movie. We can't trust the narrative. Sure. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you we, know who Jenna Elfman reminded me of in this movie for some reason? Who? And I, I don't see her in movies a lot, so maybe she would always remind me of her. But she reminded me of Jamie Lee Curtis for some reason. That's interesting. I can't think of any part of this movie that reminds me of Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she just had a similar cadence to her voice in this one. Oh, okay. I can kind of hear that. Yeah. But you uh, know who I thought was in this movie, and then it turned out is not Chris Catan. Uma Thurman. Oh, what is she in that you're thinking of? For some reason, I thought she was like the like the main like female lead. Oh, that would have been good though. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been into that. <laughs> the well, and I think part of the, my problem with this film also lies on the Jenna Elfman character doesn't make sense to me, and I think it's very empty. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
because it seems see I I'm putting all this into the film myself in my mind she is a new executive who doesn't understand how cartoons work and they hired her because she had results in serious films yeah and so they hire her because look they can get her and she can work on the cartoons but then she doesn't fucking understand cartoons yeah she fires Daffy and she honestly fires Daffy yeah and then Bugs later on says like oh we fire him like every month it's it's good for his ego yeah Uh, and she's like I didn't even know that what the hell's going on here yeah that it just is so nothing. There's so nothing there. And then, of course, she falls in love with with uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been better if she fell in love with Bugs? Yes. Okay. Or Daffy. I agree. I Come on. I'm glad we're both on the same page <laughs> there. Make her fall in love with a cartoon. <laughs> I don't know. With Elmer. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so uh, there's just so much going on now. I did find um, that after this came out, they did do one more feature length cart fully animated Warner Brothers Looney Tunes thing. Yeah. What was uh, that? And that's been the last thing. It's called um, Looney Tunes Rabbits Run. And I've in never that one, heard of this. I've never heard of it either. I, I, I was so amazed. They basically canonize Lola. Sure. She is kind of the lead with bugs, of course. Okay. And she is like working on a, and it, it's weird how similar it feels reading the plot of this to this film, to Back yeah. in Action, because mm-hmm. it involves like the CIA is like trying to track her down because she works at a perfume company and she has a flower that has a secret ingredient. Sure. Like that feels all very, I'm like, oh, that's all in the same zone. Same vein. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'd probably watch that. That sounds more enjoyable <laughs> than this thing to me. I don't know. Yeah. I can't tell you. I, so you picked that over Space Jam just because you hadn't seen this? Well, Space Jam doesn't have a jewel heist in it. I guess. What what else are the powers of basketball stars except jewels? And what else do the monsters do but steal them? I think there's a solid case for this minute being connected to Looney Tunes back in action. There's no case for it being connected to Space Jam. Well, it's all in the (laughs) eye of the beholder. Sure. Should we talk about the minute? And I'm holding that B. Should we talk about the minute? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, So continuing over the last minute, Dunstan is... In front of a, a dresser, laid out on the dresser are various items that yeah. that we believe uh, Mrs. Delacroce uses in her daily life. Yep. Uh, the first thing Dunstan does, though, he after he's surveyed, juice. yeah, he drinks the teeth juice. Yeah, the teeth juice. Uh, so there are dentures Good in a cup. Good old bone juice. Yeah. Now, do you what are th- dentures made of? Um, enamel. Okay. And and I think the more expensive ones are made of uh, ivory. Yeah, ivory. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not the word I was looking for. I can't remember what the word is, but it starts with a P. Do you know what I'm saying? Plendon. Yep, that's the one. It's made of Plendon. Now, in a typically, okay, have you ever worn a retainer? Yes. Oh, okay. Did you cleanse it ever? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not disgusting. Of course, you wear a retainer for years. Of course, you cleanse it at some point. Here's what I'm going to say to you. I'm not going to assume anything about anyone because I have good friends where I've I've known them, they're good, clean people. You go to their house, their contact wears. I see their contact shit is just out mm. next to the you know the toilet. Sure. Like you, you don't have that stuff out. I've never worn contacts, so I don't I don't even really I know equate, what you mean by contacts. I'm stuff. equating the two. Yeah. When you with contacts, you take them out and you put them in a little case. Yeah. And they say like the they eye say, doctor. 
says like, okay, make sure your case is like closed and make sure your the liquid that you put into the case, its cap is closed. I go to people's houses and their caps and their cups are all open. Oh, I see. And it's like you're getting germs in your eye holders. I guess. So the, to me, that is significantly less gross than never washing your retainer. I could imagine. I could imagine people never washing their retainer. Okay. <clears throat> um, anyway. So I assume that this denture, these dentures aren't just in water. They're in some kind of cleansing liquid. Okay. Or, well, yeah, or yeah. water that has ad, been had an additive, you know? I, yeah. I feel like on cartoons, it, it, usually it's like, they, it looks like you put an Alka-Seltzer yeah. in there or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, well, do you, that's why I asked you about the retainer business. Cause that's what you do for retainers. My, that's not my dentist. I, I, I'll tell you, you know, I know my de- how my dentist suggested cleaning my retainer. How? Huh. Toothbrush. Oh, see, yeah, see, I I did some of that too, but I definitely had the little Alka Seltzer thing. It wasn't an Alka Seltzer, but I didn't have like an Alka Seltzer thing. I, I think there was like a. I think I would sometimes. I think maybe because I felt like it. I, here's I went the extra mile. I did Good. extracurricular cleaning. I'm glad. I didn't have the Alka Seltzer thing, but I would sometimes. Um, I would let it sit in like mouthwash. So that's a good one too. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking that Dunstan's drinking some something like that right now. And then I stopped wearing my retainer early. Do you know why? Why? Because I felt like it just, just built up. <laughs> this is more stories about me cleaning it. I felt like it had just gotten built up and was gross, and I felt it wasn't clean enough, despite the toothbrushing and the mouthwashing. Uh-huh. So I um, I put it in some boiling water, mm-hmm. uh, and then I forgot about it. Oh no! And then uh, I I ruined the pan. Yeah. Because the water all boiled away, and the retainer melted to the pan. Oh shit! Yeah. That's the greatest story. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of my retainer. <laughs> Wow! Yeah. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, that's that's great though. I like that a lot. The, um, I also because I I went in there and it was like smoking a little and I panicked, <laughs> so I went to run it under water right away. And the lid that I had on the pan, because you know when something goes from very hot to very cold, yeah, the lid shattered when I ran cold water over it because it was too hot. <laughs> I broke so much shit that day. I was like twelve. <laughs> that's wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Um. So that's that's all I'm saying. I think Dunstan's drinking something like that, sure. not just water. Yeah, um, it's teeth juice. We know it's what te- it is. It's teeth juice. Uh, then the phone rings. Yes. Um, Dunstan knows to answer the phone. Yeah. And to put it up, you know, to his ear mm-hmm. and all that. Now, do you think this was wise? This is another. This is another. Uh, this is another. Uh, this is another. Uh, this is another connection to Looney Tunes back in action. Non-traditional phone use. Oh sure. Okay. <laughs> I'll allow. Thank you. Um. Do I think what's wise? For Lord Rutledge to call Dunstan. What is the risk in your mind? Calling the room that you're robbing? Yeah. So I would think even at this time that somehow there's some rudimentary way that a hotel keeps track of calls from room to room. Well, let me ask you. Yeah. You think he's calling from his room? Where else is he calling from? Maybe. Oh, that's true. You know what? Okay, wait. We do find out in a later minute that he has also gone out at the same time as Mrs. Delacroce, so yeah. as to uh, uh, not arouse suspicion. He could be calling from payphone. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I would have liked to cut to <laughs> Lord Rutledge so we know where he is. Sure. We don't get that. We no. don't know where he's calling from. No. Um, all right. That's I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then he tells Dunstan... He, first, well, first he calls himself Daddy. He says which, it's Daddy, which I find very weird. <laughs> no, 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 he's yeah, I not. Didn't, I didn't care for that either. Yeah, that's not going to work for for us. Uh, then he says, "Is everything going according to plan?" Yeah. Uh, Dunstan does his yeah his his sound. I've written that out as PLB. How do you feel about that? No. How, how do you how, what what would you add or subtract? Get your, some T's in there. 
Oh, I, I thought maybe you'd like an H somewhere. I would also like an H, to be so, honest. Let's canonize the spelling now. P-H-T-L-B? Not P-H. Are you kidding me? Oh, okay. Where's the H going to go? P. Yeah. L. I got to write this down. <laughs> P. L. L. Oh. H. H. Okay. <laughs> got to get some different ones on. Different sounds going. How many, are you trying to judge the number of B's? H-H. Oh. What, three H's or two? Three. Triple H. C. Oh, God, a surprise letter. B. Uh-huh. H. Oh. Yeah. B. B. Uh-huh. T. That's how I would spell it. Oh, I got, yeah. <laughs> yes, I got see? it immediately. Got yeah. it in one. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's going to be a rough one. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he makes that noise. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's going to hang up the phone. He's Yeah. He's like, I'm over this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over this. <laughs> and, then, and then he says, remember, jewels, not junk. That's yeah. what Lord Rutledge says to him. Mm-hmm. To which he just responds by doing his, his sound over and over, over again. Over and over. Which At, is a clear sign of frustration. Yeah. Maybe one of those noises is for yes, and a lot of them is for fuck off. <laughs> yes, that's, I think that's very good. Um, and then so at, as he's as he's hanging up and making this sound, uh, Lord Rutledge says something like, you know, just just give me a minute. Listen to me. Yeah. Right. So then uh, he goes over to a drawer. He's standing on a on a um, on something, a chair or something. Yeah. So that he can he can open the drawer and look into it. First thing he grabs is a gold watch. Yes. Good call. Yeah. If he's if he's thieving. Yeah. That's what you want to thieve. That's a jewel. That's not junk. Do you consider a gold watch a jewel? It can be. Okay. Uh, next thing he grabs is gum. Yes. Beeman's gum. <laughs> Beeman's gum. <laughs> I don't want, think I've ever had Beeman's. I've had, you know, do you want to know why I had Beeman's? Why? You're going to find out what kind of nerd I am. Oh, here we go. I think, uh, I, I was a big fan. I know a lot of people don't care for this film, but I was a big fan of the film Tomorrowland. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the, the, the main character in that movie uh, at one point, like she gets her pocket searched or something, like she has her purse turned up or, or something, mm-hmm. and uh, she's carrying some Beeman's gum. Wow! And I had always been curious about Beeman's gum before that. Do you want to know why? Why? Because Beeman's gum is made with pepsin, which is what Pepsi was originally made with. That's why oh, Pepsi is called Pepsi. Uh-huh. And you know me, I'm a big Pepsi fan. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to try it for that reason. And uh, I also, you know, it's also got a I, like, sort of an old timey vibe that I find pleasant in a food sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. And it does taste like Pepsi. Well, I think that would be the old timey vibe is why Beeman's was in Tomorrowland. Yeah. But, why but it's I, also specifically, do you know why, what, be, how Beeman's gum was marketed? No. The reason why it has pepsin, because pepsin, um, helps fight nausea. Oh. So Beeman's gum was like a pilot, was specifically marketed to pilots. It was like a pilot's gum. Oh. Because you, it helps you from getting nauseous. That's interesting. Yeah. But and what, I think that's why she had it too, because wasn't she like a pilot or some shit in that movie? Oh, or an yeah. aspiring pilot. I thought for a second you were talking about Mrs. Della Croce. No. Why she had the? Because that's what I want to know. Why does she? Perhaps she also suffers from nausea. Has Beeman's. <laughs> I I don't. I wouldn't even know where to buy Beeman's. Is it just at a store? Like, what's the deal? Uh, it's hard to find. I'll tell you where. I'll tell you one place for sure where you can get it. There's a candy store at the block in Orange. Oh, okay. Um, they sell Beeman's gum there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<clears throat> so he the reason why Dunson takes the gum specifically is because the wrapper is shiny. Yes. It's of the brand of shiny gum wrappers, which I was sure. trying to remember what else, what other gums. Doesn't Double Mint have a shiny wrapper? I feel like most gums that come in a stick like that have shiny wrappers. Well, ex- I mean, there's also the gums that are that are shorter and squatter, you know? Yeah. Th- those aren't shiny. No. Not typically. But like sticks of gum like that, you're usually a shiny wrapper. I yeah. Like. Um. So then the, another thing that, that Dunstan grabs, he sees, I presume on a pillow. Yeah. Two gold coins that are chocolate. They are chocolate. But they are but they are f- gold foil. So he sees a shiny. He grabs it. So he's not very good at the jewels not junk. Why Why is there guilt in this room? Huh? Guilt. Mm-hmm. Guilt's what chocolate coins are called. Oh, I didn't know that. Why is there guilt in this room? I thought you were saying, why is there guilt in this room? And I was very, I was like, because uh, Dunstan's stealing? He's guilty? No, why is there guilt in this room? Um, do you put chocolates on the bed when you Not make guilt. the bed? I don't, I mean, that's the that's the movie's problem. <laughs> I'm allowing that maybe the Majestic is the kind of hotel that feels fancy, and it's only because they do shit like this. But it's, an, it's a five-star hotel. Like, they are actually fancy. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. What what's what what do you think of as a bed mint? Um a bed mint. I don't know. This, I mean, this barely looks like the bed. You pull up the exact moment. Yeah, it doesn't look like a bed at all. It looks all. like a couch. It looks like the yeah. top of a couch. And that's what I'm saying. I I was so confused as to why that would be in this room that mm. I I thought those look like chocolate coins, but are they supposed to be real coins within the fiction? I don't know. I, I'm fairly certain they're supposed to be chocolate coins. Uh, I, I I can't remember exactly. I think a later minute does. The, a later minute does talk about the gum. I can't remember if it talks about the chocolate coins. Sure. Um, but I I mean we could also believe that just uh, Mrs. Delacroce likes chocolate coins. At the beginning of the film, who buys chocolate coins just for themselves? Well, okay. Listen to this. Get ready for a deep dive. Okay. At the beginning of the film, we are privy. To the notes and notations of, I guess, the people who take the reservations. Yeah. And certain guests at this hotel request specific items. Okay. Maybe she's requesting specifically the chocolate coins. Why? I don't know. If, if you like, cho- even if you're a chocoholic, mm-hmm. get a, you know, get a candy bar or something. Don't, okay. You've never, you've never. I've never seen chocolate coins outside of a holiday gift scenario. That's literally the only time I've ever seen them. You've or never to, like, had. you give to a kid. Here's, here's what I'm going to get to you. You've never had the fantasy of biting into a coin? Well, sure. Everyone has. Of course. Everyone has. That's what the chocolate coin gives you. Not really, because you have to unwrap it first. Maybe she eats the wrappers. Isn't it foil? You foil hurt, bad? Bad. Hurt your feel, feelings. Maybe she has no feelings. She has dentures. Oh, that's true. That's the other thing. You can't be chewing gum if you got dentures. <laughs> this movie doesn't hold up to one second of scrutiny. <laughs> you would think the least believable thing about this movie would be that a, a monkey steals from people. Or maybe you can chew gum with dentures. I and don't know. I've never worn dentures. trouble. <laughs> Do you think you can chew gum with dentures on? Um, you got to use the special stick them to your stick them to your mouth juice. What's it called? There's the stuff. It's like that you, pink paste. Yeah. Have you never watched an episode of Jeopardy? Because <laughs> during the commercial, <laughs> the commercials on Jeopardy are not for us. No. They're for an older Are group. you worried about Alex Trebek? Oh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, um, Thought, thoughts to Alex Trebek right now. Yeah. I, I think my biggest thing with Alex Trebek, I think it's actually really sad 
that in his video, what he says is he needs to live longer because he's under contract at ABC. He's Jesus. saying it as a joke. He's uh, saying it as a joke. I yeah. know this. But even as a joke, I'm like, oh, my God. That's Alex a fucking Trebek, bummer. Go to, like, go lay down. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Because um, I think there's, there's another subsect of people that are upset that even a few years ago, they were talking about maybe there would be a new host of Jeopardy. Sure. And they're like, it, it can only be Alex Trebek. Well... People get old, like, yeah. let him rest. Do you think the show dies with him? No. No? No. But at this point, I'm unsure whether or not a new host will kill the show or will reinvigorate it sure. for the next 20 years. Yeah. Because it, it, they haven't announced anyone. What do you think? Drew Carey? No. <laughs> Drew, is he even still doing the Price, Price is, is right? right? I think he is. I could be wrong. Okay. I'll look it up. Because, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's you know... But we're, I think, look, let me, let me lay it out this way. Uh-huh. When Pat Sajak retires, I'll clap my hands together because f- <laughs> fuck that guy. Wow. Uh, strong feelings on Pat Sajak. You don't have strong feelings on Pat Sajak? I don't know anything about Pat Sajak. He's like a crazy right wing Trump supporter. Oh, is he? I, I did not know. He is like, he tweets out regularly like horrific things. Oh, what a fucker. Yeah. Um, He's Drew Carey re- is the current host of The Price is Right. I'm also pleased to announce that there is there. Uh, apparently, from 1972 until 1986, there was a nighttime version of The Price is Right. That makes sense. That <laughs> totally makes sense. <laughs> Who was the host on that? It wasn't... Uh... Uh, we had a couple. They, they ran through them. Dennis James was the first host. Okay. Bob Barker was the second host, that so he just did sense. double duty. Yeah. Um, and then Tom Kennedy was the final host. Okay. Was Tom Kennedy <laughs> James Kennedy? No. Jamie <laughs> Kennedy? What are you asking? His real name is James. <laughs> <laughs> He was born James Edward Nars, okay. known professionally no. as Tom Kennedy. Look at that face. No wonder he, um, yeah, no wonder he took a Kennedy name. <laughs> Those uh, are aggressive cheekbones he has. They're coming are, out of his face. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you ever do a podcast and realize you don't know what the hell you're talking about? <laughs> All right, we went on a tangent from a tangent. This is a long episode. I wished it wasn't. <laughs> what time is it? I gotta meet my fucking girlfriend after this. Same. <laughs> you're, listen, listener, you're going to be hearing this I'm, s- I'm, like immediately after we're done recording. <laughs> That's true. Huh? And, this is uh, also a day late. Sorry. Really, it's really rough. I'm also okay, proud y'all. to announce that uh, Tom Kennedy does have a brother who's also somewhat notable named Jack Nars. Okay. He kept the name, though. Yeah, yeah I can tell. All right, let's talk about the perfume. Oh, yeah, he drank the juice part, too. Well, okay. First, he sprayed. Yeah, he sprays he, some perfume. He, in his he mouth. takes this one of those spritzer ones that has yeah. a little squeegee sure. spritzer thing, a little balloon, and he opens his mouth real big, real wide, and he spritzes in. He doesn't care for this. Takes up that perfume bottle, tosses it to the ground. We hear it chatter. He throws it on the ground. Yeah, but then he grabs the next one. Doesn't even he doesn't even spray. But now this right one, down the this is a dabbing perfume. You ever call it a gullet? Yes. Do you, this, ever, do you ever wonder? <laughs> do you ever do you ever wonder what the truth is? So you have to go to Borg Gullet. Because poor Gullet will know the truth. truth. Um, (laughs) Sorry. I watched that movie recently. So this perfume is not a spritzer. It is a dabber. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. It's what you take off the top. You dab it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Dunstan has taken off the jeweled looking top and then just downs this bottle. Chugs it. He drinks the juice part two. It is some yellow greenish color. I wouldn't say green at all. I would say yellow for sure. Yeah. It looks like piss. Yeah. It looked real bad. Now, are, should Almost, we... Listen, sometimes a drink can look like piss. Tastes nice. I'm looking at you, Mountain Dew. I'm looking at you, Lemonade. Yeah, I guess. 
Now, I'm should looking at you piss? We no, as that's two. A joke. <laughs> should we as two human beings in the year 2019 be concerned for what was actually in that bottle when Samson the ape actor drank it? Yes, I mean, listen, Samson the ape actor obviously was. I don't. I he does way too much in this film for the conditions not to have been kind of horrible. Yeah. That's, That's why I still intend, once I can figure out how to research like an adult, to find a orangutan charity to donate some of our Patreon money to. That's still on. Don't think I've forgotten about that, listener. Yeah. Now, the, I mean, because within my mind, even outside of that, yeah. watching this as a film, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh my God, this poor character yeah. of an orangutan, Dunstan, <laughs> yeah. is yeah. drinking horrific chemicals that people put on their body to smell good. Yeah. And like not even just a little, a lot. He yeah. chugs. He chug lugs. the bottle. Yeah, the bottle I'm, is shaped like a Martinelli's. A little bit. But hey, that's another, that's another that's another drink that looks like piss, but tastes good. You're, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, then the minute ends mm-hmm. where Dunstan takes the lid from that bottle and yeah. puts it into his fanny pack. Yes, he has a fanny pack for storing it's the like th- a jewels he steals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the end of this minute. Plugs. Yeah. Every well, do you want to do plugs first or the next movie? Oh, the next movie. It's your turn to pick. Oh shit! Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I picked Looney Tunes back in action. Oh right, yes, I remember what it is. I'm so idiot. we are a little jumbled up here, but I <laughs> We're do remember. We're jumbled up in the next episode. You hear? That's for sure. Uh, minute twenty six. I have chosen to pair it with the film from twenty thirteen, known as. The Great Gatsby. Tune in next week because it's going to be a wild one. <laughs> That's a Is fun it one. like listenable? Yeah. I, you know, I haven't even touched it yet. <laughs> the, um, all right. So you'll if, see why we're concerned next week. It's listenable. I'm sure it is. <laughs> the the huh? plugs. Yeah, go. You can find me on another podcast called Nothing New, a remake podcast that I do with Justin Kizan. Every month we talk about film remakes. Check that out, benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. And you can also find me on It's On My List. It's on my list pod.com. Uh, every month, me and five others get together and talk about movies that people say you should see, and we watch them and decide, well, should you actually see them? We talk about everything from The Matrix to Gone with the Wind uh, and everything in between. Uh, check all that out. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cool Emily. And Twitch is another one of those places where you can find me at Very Cool Emily. Um, I stream three times a week. Um, sometimes with this kid over here, we play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, check that out. Uh, what else do I say usually? Um, you know, our the email for the show is DunstanChecksMen at gmail.com. Instagram for the show is. At Majest- Dunstan Checks nope. Men. Twitter the for Twitter. the show is Majestic Hotel NY. Yeah. Um, we have a Patreon. Oh, yeah, the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dunstan Checks Men, please. It might just be Dunstan. Okay, great. Fantastic. Uh, Dunstan's with an O, just to remind everybody. There it is. And then our YouTube page. Our YouTube I page. I make a YouTube video that goes along with every episode where I combine the trailer for the film that we talk about with the minute. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. What, what's the rate and review us on iTunes slash Apple podcast. Here's what you need to do. You give us five stars and then in the text, instead of reviewing this show, I want you to give me your top three starter Pokemon. Didn't we already do this? No. Okay. Top,
top three starter Pokemon and why. Mm-hmm. If you don't know of any Pokemon, just, yeah. you know, say other names. Top three animals or make up a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those, are, those are your other, those are your alternate options. Yeah. Alternate. alternate. That's how I say that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alternate. The alternate. <laughs> I'm really hungry right now. You know what I could go for? Hmm. Alternips. Uh-huh. Hey, until next week, we're checking out. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. Nothing new is something new. That great poets imitate and improve. Where our small ones steal and spoil. Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Justin. And if it wasn't readily apparent at that, we're huge nerds about remakes. That's why we're doing the Nothing New Podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a remake in detail and its original, covering them in whatever order they come out, from Wizard of Oz to It and beyond. They're remaking Stuart Gordon's 1986 sci-fi horror classic from beyond? Oh, no. Not yet. Oh, that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Justin and I, and maybe a guest or two, to explore the wonderful world of remakes, film by film. Remakes have been done forever. People talk about Scarface don't even know that was a remake. Oh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Antoine Fuqua. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.